point for crack them all. Yeah. Be careful with that, please. Because we're started now. Okay. All right. Welcome back to me, my parents, and Liam Neeson, where we once again make noises into the microphone. <laughs> That's us. Okay. I'm Dan. I'm Patrick. And this is my uh, wife, Carrie. She isn't talking with food in her mouth because she's very polite. I'm Carrie. <laughs> All right. This week, uh, for a mild change of pace, we decided to watch the first movie in a trilogy that features Liam Neeson as a strong fatherly figure. It's not taken. Wow, this sounds familiar, doesn't it? Uh, this is Chronicles of Narnia, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, The Planet of the Apes. The movie version. Yes. Uh, this is not, I believe, the first movie version of this story. I don't remember. When I asked internet there, people, there they said, a, oh, which one are you watching? There was an audio audiobook version. Oh, yes, there certainly was. But was. I thought there was another movie version, too. I never saw it. Was cursory, it animated? A cursory internet search says... I don't remember another movie version of this. And being the homeschool mom that I was, I probably would have... There was a TV miniseries in 1988. Right. That's what it was. A TV miniseries? That's what it says. IMDb. Huh. Uh, who was in that one? I don't Whoa, recognize dark any in of these here. people. It's Whoa. dark in here right now. I don't think the internet people know how dark it got in here. Right it got now. pretty dark. That's because the TV went to sleep after that really long movie. This was... There's yeah. n- not a lot of people I would recognize. This one looks very British. As opposed to very mainstream. Was as opposed it, to this one that we like just that watched. Not like that Christiana movie we watched. No, no, no. I, you will note that this is not the first movie we've watched where Liam Neeson plays a role that is a Jesus Christ allegory. Though in this one, he isn't literally playing Jesus at one point. No, not like that Pilgrim's no, Progress because In Pilgrim's Progress, that one was not a subtle metaphor for Christianity. It was very much this... That was a movie that was no, smacking you in the face. That was in your face. Yeah. This, this one, as we discussed, was... If you know the, the... I think the technically correct term for it is Christian mythology. Well, the, the story, yeah. Bible story. Yeah, for, for the fairness of, you know... Oh, that's being awfully politically correct. It is. Which offends me. Oh, okay. I'm just putting that right <laughs> yeah. out here. Political correctness offends you? I think that when people call it Christian mythology, that really offends me because I do consider myself to be a believer in Jesus Christ, and so when then somebody then it offends me to that say someone that someone would someone would not believe then, it the same way you would. Well, no, yeah. that they're no treat it as they're such. treating my belief as a, a myth, mm-hmm. where I don't treat their beliefs as myths. It's real to them. Yeah. So why should why would somebody label it thus? Mm. Ah, Fair enough. I think that's the point. And and that's That's my point. point. Anyway, so... In any case, if you know what you're looking for, you can see the metaphor. If you're not, it's it's, it's subtle enough. It can be a story on its own. And I that actually, because I... Well, and that was my question. When we were watching the movie, I had asked Dan to look it up. If if C.S. Lewis, was that his purpose in writing it to be a really subtle way to present mm-hmm. his beliefs. So, this is Wikipedia official. Okay. So, good, good prob- probably fine, because mm-hmm. it's something that's, you know, got documented source on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's from an essay C.S. Lewis wrote entitled, Sometimes Fairy Stories May Say Best What's to Be Said, in 1956. So, before, mm-hmm. after he wrote the... It would be after, because he talks about it. Okay. 
Well, and he didn't, the order that the books are in, he didn't write them in that yeah. order either. So here, so here's the quote. Some people seem to think that I began by asking myself how I could say something about Christianity to children, mm-hmm. then fixed on the fairy tale as an instrument, then collected information about sci- child psychology and decided what age group I'd write for, then drew up a list of basic Christian truths and hammered out allegories to embody them. This is all pure moonshine. Mm-hmm. I couldn't write in that way. It all began with images, a fawn carrying an umbrella, a queen on a sledge, a magnificent lion. At first there wasn't anything Christian about them. That element pushed itself in of its own accord. Because of how he was as a writer and as a person, it kind of just turned into the the kind of story he wanted to tell. Mm-hmm. Uh, an expert on the subject of allegory and the author of The Allegory of Love, it says here. It was not allegory on the basis that there is no one-to-one correspondence between characters and events in the books and figures and events in Christian doctrine. He preferred to call the Christian aspects of them suppositional. Hmm. He viewed it as a fictional parallel universe, I guess. Oh, oh, an additional quote in a letter to a Mrs. Hook. If Aslan represented the immaterial deity in the same way in which Giant Despair, a character in Pilgrim's Progress, Mm -hmm. represents despair, he would be an allegorical figure. So let's bring that background. So it's not the same metaphor as Pilgrim's Progress. There are certainly parts where you look at and go, oh, oh, well, that's just like when I offhandedly joked that Aslan was going to die and then be fine three days later. And mm-hmm. lo, did it become so. <laughs> right, right. So this one is easily our... Well, no, wait, we have to talk about what else came out this year. Because there was a lot of movies this year. And it was a as I remember, really diverse list of films very, for the Academy Awards. Mm-hmm. So... Brokeback Mountain. Brokeback Mountain got best... Got best no, it didn't get best picture. It got uh, best director. Oh, I thought Best it was. picture was Crash, which was... Uh, I don't know. Is anyone in this group... Viewed Crash? Am I no. looking at the right year? Or am I? Yeah, I'm looking at the right year because this because Chronicles of Narnia won an award for makeup, so I'm looking at the correct year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Crash is it wasn't necessarily the first movie that was take a pile of stars and put them in a film. But, I don't even remember what Crash is about. I uh, obviously something's crashing. Eight people are in it plot wise. Uh, it's a car accident, and it's eight different people's interaction with how that car accident changed their lives. Okay. And it's got Sandra Bullock, Don Cheadle, Matt Dillon, yeah. Brendan Fraser, Ludacris is in it, Terrence Howard. There were a lot of people in it. It was apparently a good movie. Well. Brokeback Mountain, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman in Capote for Best Actor, Reese Witherspoon in Walk the Line for Best Actress. George Clooney for Best Supporting Actor in Syriana. It was just a really... It was a really diverse year for film. It wasn't... There was not one film that was the breakaway. Buried in all of this Mm -hmm. is Batman Begins Mm -hmm. and Star Wars Episode Three and Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Right. There was... This film was... There was just a lot of different kinds of films to see. There was a lot of good quality film this year. And this Mm -hmm. one was... It wasn't bad. It wasn't great. No. So, back to the Zero to Nissan. Oh my goodness. Buckle up, kids. We're going to skip a lot of the movie, or maybe we should we should talk about it a little bit. You can talk a little bit a little about bit. the movie. I mean, you can okay. read it in the book. This was, isn't really a spoiler. We're not yet. talking Zero to Nissan, you know, in minutes that you can count on all the fingers and toes we have in this room right now. No, this is, this movie on IMDb clocks two hours, 20 minutes. 
Mm-hmm. Zero to Nissan is one hour, 20 minutes. Yeah, or maybe even a little more, because we didn't we, start timing we did, right We're away. not terribly accurate. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is... Thankfully, this movie is not called Aslan. <laughs> in the same way that King Kong is called King Kong, and the zero to King Kong on that one is about an hour 45. <laughs> that one was a mistake, and I don't think they should have done that. Yeah. Anyways... The story of Chronicles of Narnia, this is, is this the first one in the accepted reading order? This is the first one in the, in the... Hold on, we can just go look at okay. it on the shelf. Well, wait, because my, my we, version we wrote, we, no, no, we rewrote the numbers on the spine. Yeah, so what is the original first book and what is the actual first book? Part oh. Of- I have the magician's nephew as the first one. As rewritten is that one is the first one. If you're going to read them in the in the for, written order, what which one is the first one in the written order? This is riveting stuff for you audio listeners. Oh yeah, <laughs> Lion, oh yeah. Lion the Witch and the Wardrobe was the original number one in this box set, which right, makes that's sense. What I thought. But magician's nephew was, is the is was the, six in the original set. set, but is chronology wise should be read first. Well, this is kind of like uh, Star Wars, isn't it? Where the movies are all out of order. Yeah, but I. Uh, yeah. What? What? It's. It's not. What to call this? Not the. It's the machete. It's the machete viewing order. Star Wars. Star Wars actually has an established yeah. making plot wise viewing order where you watch the fourth and the fifth one first, mm-hmm. and then at the end of the fifth one you see. Wait, hold on. He's his dad, and yeah. then hold on. I need context now. Uh-huh. So then you watch one, two, three. Yeah. Now you have full context. You can watch the sixth one and understand what's going on. Well, I haven't. I'll be. I haven't read the books since I was. Well, I probably read them to you guys. I know I read them myself. You read them yourself. I, so I don't know if I read them to you guys or if I. You know that was your reading list. Anyways, I don't, I don't remember the magician's nephew, and I don't believe they made a film about it because I believe the other ones are Prince Caspian. Voyage of the Dawn Treader. And the Voyage of the Dawn Treader. Those are the three movies that we'll end up watching because Aslan does feature in all of them. Or at least... And it's the same voice actor. It's the same voice actor. And in my renumbered ancient box set, Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe... Is two. Is two. Prince Caspian, four. And Voyage of the Dawn Treader, five. Okay. I had no idea. What do we skip at number three? The Horse and His Boy. Yeah, yeah. Philip. (laughs) Okay. Oh, yeah, Philip. What? And what was your funny thing about... The, the the horse named Susan. Oh yeah, that was a Doctor Who that was a Doctor Who thing. So in this movie, I was he just like saying He's just he says um Horsey. Horsey. Says, horse he calls him Horsey. And yeah. the horse turns to him and says, My name's Philip <laughs> Which I thought was the comedy timing was good. It was. Yes. Mm-hmm. Alright, little silence. Silence is okay. Dan's looking something up on the internet. <laughs> Found it. Okay. He's called Joshua. It's from the Bible. It means the deliverer. No, it isn't. I speak horse. He's called Susan. And he wants you to respect his life choices. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Uh, I think the reason why they would skip Magician's Nephew is because this one has an ensemble cast that right. multiple children can they can latch onto one of the characters whereas right. magician's nephew i believe is about one person yeah and you don't want to start your franchise on one person necessarily no you want to give it a little yeah the, yeah harry potter was not about just harry potter it's about uh, all the percy kids. jackson was i think not just about percy jackson 
Uh, Hunger Games was not just about Katniss Everdeen. Why do I know all of these? I'm glad I don't know the main character of Divergent, or I'd be just exiled from book reading club. You are you are absolutely full of it. great trivial <laughs> information. I'm full of something, that's for sure. I, it's my, chicken. My usual phrase is, I am a suppository of knowledge. <laughs> it's like a repository, but I pull it out somewhere else. Oh dear. Stop, stop. Okay. Before he kills again. So, we've got four kids, four siblings, mm-hmm. I, as I understand it, who mm-hmm. are sent to live with some old crackpot. People in the and country the, the setting is... offered to take city children out of London during the bombing of World War II. This is pretty important stuff. Mm-hmm. World War II was a thing that happened. Mm-hmm. So these four kids get sent to live at old crazy person's house. Well, huge estate. Huge He's a smart dude. He's a smart dude, but mm-hmm. his housekeep-tress... I'm sorry, housemistress? What would the what would the name of housekeeper? You housekeeper. could call her a housekeeper. I was trying to like be most people. I, try, I tripped over myself a little bit there. <laughs> I don't know. She's, she's a little crazy. She's a little on the strict side. The kind that if this movie was not taking place in Narnia, it was mm-hmm. taking place in the house, they would have various hijinks to make her day miserable. Oh, I'm sure they would. They only spent one day there. They did. Oh, wait, spoiler alert. Spoiler. It's in the book. You can read it. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, but that's not what this is about. So, the kids try and settle in as only best kids can do, a.k.a. run around this house. Find something active to do. Yeah. Without scream, without shouting. Without, without shouting. Without touching the historical running, artifacts. Yeah, running. Mm-hmm. No running. So, the youngest one finds an They're ominous... They're playing hide and seek. She finds an ominous plot device. It's perfect. You know, playing, what makes no, you I think, think the, it's ominous? It's I think just the a plot piece of furniture. The plot device is the hide-and-seek game. Yes. Well, it leads them to... It leads them to look for places to hide. And there is a room with nothing in it, but at the far end of the room, opposite the door, something covered with a drop cloth. Yes. That but, is plot device. But, and it is a beautiful armor. It has a neon sign pointing to but, it saying, look at this. Were it not for open the music. Me. Open me. Yeah, open me. but it, were open it not me. for the music, it'd just be a chunk of furniture covered by a thing. With a portal to another dimension. You're saying that just because the subwoofer engaged at that point. <laughs> yes, it did. And and it was significant. It rumbled our tummies. It did. So the small girl goes into the plot device and arrives in a land of snow and dreams. Hey, she passed by all those expensive there furs. Were, there were a lot of fur coats in there. That was a little ridiculous. And none of them had moths. But there was moth balls. There was. So she finds a shirtless man... <laughs> played, Not by, a man. played by James McAvoy. He is a satyr. No, uh, he was a fawn. Fawn? He was a fawn. Fawns and satyrs are very similar in their uh, biology, actually. Yeah? What's the Did uh, they breed? I don't know. They do. They exist in different <laughs> they they exist in different mythology. Uh fawns are generally uh, low-key, just hang out in the forest, be friendly. Satyrs are more tricksters. Hmm. I, oh. I believe satyrs are also fun. generally a little larger. He is a fawn. He's not very tricksy. Well, they although call him he, a fawn. Although, spoiler alert, he does trick her. Yeah. Uh, James well, Mac- that's because he's afraid of what's-her-name with the hair. Oh, Tilda yeah, Swinton. Right. What? That's the actress's name. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say Gazoo-type. 
James McAvoy and Tilda Swinton have both done pretty good for themselves recently. Mm -hmm. James McAvoy was in uh, the X-Men First Class and then the one after it. Uh, Three three different X-Men movies, actually. Uh, He was in Split. I don't know. uh, Where he played 24 different characters. Yeah, that was quite the role. I've seen that movie. Uh, It gets a little suspense thrillery for me. Mm-hmm. Wasn't quite my jam, but it was re- it was kind of interesting. Uh, Tilda Swinton has played uh, characters in. Uh, she's definitely in Doctor Strange. I'm doing this all off of memory. I'm not looking. Yeah, so. Doctor Strange and I wasn't she in um, uh, Lord of the Rings? No. I, no, 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 no. That was a different person. It's a different person. That was a different elf. That, that was a different, extremely pasty white person. Okay. Tilda Swinton is very pasty. <laughs> So you're saying they didn't have to put much makeup on her? No, they did not. They did anyways because they needed her eyes to look weird. They did. They she did. had some pretty good makeup weird. going on. Well, they got an award for makeup, if you recall. But is hair included with makeup? I believe so. In the oh, award? Yeah. yeah. But there's only one oh, trophy. Yeah. There's only one trophy. How do you split that up? I One of them gets to do the trophy's hair. One of them gets to do the trophy's makeup. That's weird. Okay. So, we've got the kids who are now being introduced to this magical land of, of amazing dreams. The youngest goes in, finds the fawn. Fawn is like, I want to betray you because I'm scared. She's like, don't be scared. And he's like, okay. And then the next youngest goes in. And oh, first they don't believe her. First they don't believe her. Because yeah. of course they don't. She's the youngest. She's dumb. Right, she's this, just making stuff up. As the oldest in a family of four, the youngest is dumb and should not be trusted. As the oldest <laughs> in a family of three, the youngest is Ugh. dumb and should not be trusted. <laughs> Except now she's not dumb. She's the one with a PhD. Okay, not okay. a PhD, but anyway, okay, she has whatever. a doctorate. Go. Anyways, now the next youngest accidentally goes in and immediately betrays everyone. Not, yeah. not Most with his of, knowledge. Not with his knowledge. He gets tricked pretty hardcore by Pasty White Lady. But yep. in our family, would your the number three brother have done that? Been too trusting? No, no. The number three, the three, number three brother, brother would have in your somebody family. else to do it. Oh yeah, no, he would. He would not have been tricked by the evil queen. <laughs> no, he would have gotten one of us to do it. <laughs> he absolutely would have gotten one of us to do it. <laughs> That's what I said. Oh dear. Different. So now different we have. So now things. we have a bit of a problem because then once all the kids get in, now we have the into two, Narnia. Into Narnia, the two youngest siblings are at odds with each other because. The youngest goes, oh no, they've taken the fun. This is the worst. How could they have found him? And the next youngest goes, uh, I don't know. Uh. Well, it seems like traditional sizzling rifle reading. Yeah. Uh, they meet some sweet beavers. That came out wrong. They did. That, that did. I'm sorry. <laughs> Mom says no. <laughs> I was going to say something else naughty. Change the topic. All right. Quick before at, I say At it. some point in here, the betraying child gets taken. He gets locked up in a frozen dungeon. He, yeah, he goes off to betray them he again. He thought he was going to get more candy. Yeah, he goes off to betray them again because he wanted snacks. And she goes, <laughs> you're cute, and locks him up. Nope. So now up. the three other kids have to rescue him and also find this guy named Aslan, who seems like a pretty cool guy. Yeah, who's this Everybody dude? is so excited that Aslan is coming back because he yep. hasn't been back around for a hundred years. Yep. And there's it's always winter and never Christmas. Yep. But why, why do they all think Aslan is coming back? Because they heard rumors. Somebody it was, said, uh, hello, Pro- uh, prophecy. prophecy. Oh yeah, that's right, prophecy. The it was prophecy. In the, it was in the book. 
That's why there weren't any gophers in this movie. Found the uh, book, you know. Okay, whole nother going That's down like a whole nother path. <laughs> Rabbit hole. No, he was in the book. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> That's a different book that Liam Neeson is not in. Oh, cool. Oh, indeed. Anywho, 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 anywho. <laughs> do okay. not get us started. We'll be off on so, a different tangent. Uh, the kids and the beavers Squirrel. run away. The kids and the beavers run away from the wolves because wolves are bad. They are bad. Uh, well, they have bad voices, so they, must they be do. Bad. They have evil voices, and yeah. yeah. And then there was the fox that you just no scoped the voice actor's name. Rupert Everett. Yep. I could. He's got a distinctive voice. He has a very distinct, haughty voice. No, you'd, you'd he's very British. He's you'd, very British. You'd I do feel like his nose British. is constantly tilted up at about a ten degree angle, though. I don't think so. I think he's just a nice guy. I've uh, never met him. Yeah. I would, what would I know? And, and eventually, they find Santa. I forgot that it was Santa. Actually, it's not Santa. It's Father it, Christmas. It's Father Christmas. Hello, but it's Santa. <laughs> I want to do Christmas like that. I want to get presents that aren't presents. They are tools. You've got, we've done that good. for you. We gave you a chainsaw for Mother's Day that one year. That wasn't Christmas. I'm sorry. You can't cut down trees at Christmas. Wait, you do cut down trees at Christmas. I want magical <laughs> presents. You want MacGuffins for Christmas. All right. I got to say, I don't remember in all of the podcasts we've done going so far afield from talking about the movie. We are not that far afield. <laughs> also, this is entertaining. You what? keep going around and around into other realms. Tune in next. Oh, e- how appropriate! Tune Wait in next week for our podcast, Free Word Association. <laughs> Wait a minute. You have to know, Patrick's just sitting here playing his bubble game on his tablet. Yeah, but I'm doing really well. His tablet that he won <laughs> because he wins everything. Okay, go ahead. Tangents. Okay, so Chris, Father Christmas gives them the MacGuffin tools that will allow them to win later in the movie, and then says, ho, 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 I'm not Santa, and flies away. <laughs> because... He's not Santa. He's not Santa. He's not Santa. He's because Father we don't Christmas. want to yeah. wreck it for the children's. Yeah. They, they use the first of the MacGuffins to run away from wolves, and then yep. Aslan... It happens. Uh, they, well, they have to get to the big camp of the heroes. You know what I thought that was? I thought that it looked like, um, what's that Heath Ledger movie about? Knight's the, Tale. A Knight's Tale. I thought it was really, like, jazzy, cool. It, like was, very, it was very colorful. And it, it kind of had to be because up until that point, everything was winter. And we had stopped having everything be winter. Well, and it's spring was it's, coming yep. on their journey to meet Aslan. So they had to make sure everything was colorful. So mm-hmm. they get to the army, and they've got, you know, centaurs in armor, and they've got rhinos, and it's basically all of the animals that kids think are good were there. And that have plating. And they have, well, they had jaguars. Right, they but cheetahs. they're, you know, the fast ones, yeah. the plated ones, the strong yeah. ones. The ones that kids like. And, yeah. And I'll None tell you, they had some really nice chain mail. Oh, in this movie, the practical effect the when they did use practical effects, they were pretty good. Mm-hmm. I was a little jealous of the chainmail. It was pretty good. Yeah, it's nice and and close up shots. Mm-hmm. But Aslan finally shows up an hour and twenty in, and it's Liam Neeson. Roar! And he's talks in. It's not good cop, but it's not bad cop. It's it's like straight Liam Neeson. This was Qui Gon Jinn. Oh, oh yeah, Liam Neeson. Calm. Very good. Listen. Very good. Yeah, it was. And you will find by the end of this, there was very little actual peril in this film, up to and including when he dies, mm-hmm. because it was very much the same as the Qui Gon Jinn peril. 
mm-hmm. where death was not perilous to him. Mm-hmm. It was it was his duty. It, it was a plan. Mm-hmm. In the Star Wars film, death was accepted. It was not that he had a plan afterwards, which he will have a plan afterwards when you see more of the films. Don't worry, they do make a point of explaining why he was okay dying because he turns into the first Jedi ghost. <laughs> oh, oh, it's a surprise. You, you wrecked it for me. I don't even remember if they talk about it being a Jedi ghost in the films or if it was just in the Star Wars Clone Wars animated TV show on Cartoon Network, <laughs> which is not bad. You should watch it, but it's not on Netflix anymore. Anyways. Anyway. <laughs> don't tempt me like that and then throw it on the ground. Anyways. Uh, because this is only sort of a Christian allegory. Yeah. Sort of. When, it wasn't it wasn't written to be a Christian no, allegory. But it just turned out that way. The main character person who has been prophesied and comes to save everyone mm. then sacrifices himself health for the sins of another. Mm-hmm. Right. Then gets put with a stone on top of him. Then the stone moves and then he's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Isn't Easter this weekend? Also, when we're recording this, is Easter in a couple of days. It's going to be posted a couple weeks after, so you missed out on the coolness, but it's totally Easter three days from now. (laughs) Anyways. Anyway. So then from that point proceeds a big fight. It's a really big fight. It's a really big fight, and it's too big. It lasts about Five, five minutes too long. Five minutes too long. I... You would be right. You would be reminded of Lord of the Rings fights because they also have ensemble casts with big fights, epic, epic fights, epic fights. Uh, Avengers also did this, but Avengers kept it really snappy. But because they had ensemble cast with big fight, yes. But, but they are also throwing things in your face, and they they kept it. They really kept it moving. They, I mean, also, they also changing would stop concepts and stuff. It would go lots of places. They would stop and have serious character moments for minutes at a time, mm-hmm. then do a fly through of everyone fighting before they did anything. They didn't dwell on the fight. Mm-hmm. This movie dwelled on the fight a little too much mm-hmm. of just showing people smacking against each other. Right. Yep. Lord of the Rings got away with it by having the smacks happen and then cool character moments. Or ramping up to the biggest fight that took the longest being in the last movie. This happened in the first movie. Yeah. And by the end, we know that they were planning a second one because they have a middle credits scene. Yeah. Where they're like, it'll happen when you least expect it. Yeah. And then they announce the second movie. <laughs> when we expected it. And... So, there we go. There's... Uh... And then the children... And then the children grow up. And find their way back to the wardrobe and fall out and literally no time has passed. Mm-hmm. Right. Time warp. And then the, and old then crazy, the, the crazy old person is like, hey, I'm crazy. And then the movie's over. <laughs> well, he alludes, he alludes to, to, the fact that he, to the youngest child that he has tried to go back to Narnia and couldn't. Which I believe makes him the magician's nephew. I believe, I believe, oh, I believe right. in the books, mm-hmm. right. this guy actually is the magician's nephew person. Right. Mm. And that he had tried to go back, he alluded that he had tried to go back, but you, can, you yeah. can't go back at, until you le- are least yeah. expecting it. Now, this is going to be another small aside because it is actually relevant to Chronicles of Narnia. Mm-hmm. And it is on Netflix, last mm-hmm. I checked. And you shouldn't watch it, Mom. It's not that you wouldn't like it. 
what the chronicles it's, of Narnia? no it's called it's called the magicians okay and it concerns a magic school it's very adult in that they do there's drugs and stuff mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but the core premise of the mainest character's motivation is that he has a connection to the original kids that went to narnia mm-hmm. and narnia really? is real and the guy who sent them back, or no, one is one of the kids. I don't remember, mm-hmm. but one of them turned out to be really evil because he couldn't do stuff, and then he's like killing people for it. And, oh man! But the it's all built on a it's a weird gritty retelling of the Chronicles of Narnia. It's very odd. Wow, that is odd. And it's a pretty well, recent show. It's like I think they're mm-hmm. still making seasons of it. Huh? But. We should finish up this one, because now we need to talk about how much peril was he actually in, because I really don't think it was much. I really don't. You know, when when someone dies, you'd think, oh yeah, the peril, peril meter just goes off the scale. But I, However, think, I think you make a very good point, that this this was not death from a perilous the most perspective. The thing that happened to him was when they shaved him. Yeah, this was, well, no, this okay. was him. What he had he a plan. Pilgrim's Progress? A one. Because he got crucified. A one, because he was crucified. Yes. Well, which was also a plan in concept. Mm-hmm. It was. Wasn't it? That's about as far as I think we can go. I mean, the ending fight, he, what does he do in the final fight? He roars. He runs, he roars and declares that this is Deus Ex Machina time, mm-hmm. descends upon his wires, jumps at the bad guy and yells at her, and then she goes away. Did he melt her with his breath? Well, they don't show they it. They don't show it. Because it's a kid's movie. It's a kid's movie. They don't he show... Goes, he might have He might have eaten her, you know? Yeah, And you know. wouldn't know. And then the fight goes into fast forward because we've done all the award stuff now. <laughs> really? No, now really. it's like, okay, that's good. It does. Let's get Time to the award. really fast. Let's get then. to the award. It did. It was so weird. It went, like, t- ahead 20 years. Well, even just after the... After he yelled at Tilda Swinton... Oh, yeah. There's him... And the oldest kid, and all of the other people start moving in fast forward because the important parts of the fight are done. We need to skip to the end. It was literally That's fast true. forward. How? Why? It's so dumb. Well, I think now that it, I think about it, yeah, well, it's really a strange one. It though. got yeah. it got us, you know, fast forward to the end. Literally, yeah. You don't do that. Apparently, you do. And then you make two more movies. And then you make two more. Mm. Well, just star wipe like a professional company. <laughs> Don't star wipe, kids. Star wipe is bad. Star wipe is bad for you. Okay. Okay. I mean, I'm fine with a one on this. I I feel like the peril was not. Uh, I mean, people weren't threatening him repeatedly. No, there was. No, he submitted to yeah. the peril. One is at best. One. We do the same. What do you okay, think? I'll give you. What the were you one. thinking? It was a two. Yeah, I'll give you the one. That's not. That's because answer. you're winning at your bubble game. No, I just think you're, you're right. You're right. I think. What about the bubble game? Stop it about the bubble game already. Well, oh, I'm sorry. I game. distracted him and he he hit the wall. Sorry. No, 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 sorry, sorry I kids. might tap the microphone. Oh my god! He's threatening us all, podcast <laughs> listeners, and those people that are here. And those people. Who are you calling those people? The P, the denizens of the internet. <laughs> Those crazy people would listen to us and give give the podcast meeting. Okay, we are not watching the, the next movie in this series next week. Yeah, we really We're can't. We're watching something else. Are we Are we up to having to watch a bad movie next week? I, don't. It's going to be a really fabulous movie, kids. It's going to be a fabulous movie. We still have our worst movie we've watched 
that will not be topped. I don't think it can be topped. I don't think I don't that think one can, it be, can topped. be topped. And it shall be unnamed. It, it, it shall, shall remain unnamed on this podcast. All right, see you next week, kids. Bye-bye. Bye.